right, Tuesday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Happy New Year 2024. First podcast of the year. I believe it's our, Aaron just said, season five. Is that yeah, right, Aaron? Yeah. Season five of the podcast. I can't believe it. Started somewhere April-ish of 2020 in the in the epicenter of the plan, 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 uh, pan, plan, pan, pandemic. Started right then in uh, 2020. So thank you for all of, all of you guys that have stuck with us all that time. 427 people on so far. Switch over to Rumble, the only free speech Um streaming platform out there the rest of the time if you're looking at us right now on facebook please understand as i've told you a million times started off our first week of the podcast with 900 live on on facebook now we have like 73 total <laughs> yeah. so i mean just know what they're doing i have almost 30,000 people following me following me between the church and me personally and there's 17 people on so please understand <laughs> What platform that you're on, switch over to Rumble. Every conservative needs to have a Rumble app. I can do it. You can do it. I don't know what I do with my phone. Otherwise, I'd hold my phone up. I can do it. I did. I I downloaded the Rumble app. Don't worry. I'm not. I'm making. I'm making a little bit of money. How much money? So far, I think we made about uh, eleven, twelve hundred bucks on yeah. Rumble so far. Just so everybody knows. So I'm not like rolling in lots. Of, that's for four years. Well, how long we've been on Rumble for two years. So I'm averaging five hundred dollars a year from Rumble. <laughs> Just so everybody knows. So I'm not like raking in the money on Rumble. Right. But you just need to understand that all these other platforms, you either say what they want you to say, leverage you into a one world commerce system, say what they want you to say, or you get off. And that's how they, of course, manipulate the narrative and manipulate speech and censor, censor speech. So if I can download a Rumble app, you can download a Rumble app. Very simple. Go to the App Store, hit on Rumble. It downloads right on your phone. Get it like a password or whatever, and that's the end of it. Get on Rumble. I'm telling you, if I've disappeared, if you don't ever see me anymore, it's because they've banned me. They've shouted. I haven't been able to friend anybody on Facebook for over three years. The church is banned permanently off of YouTube. I'm banned all the time off of uh, off of uh, Facebook and and YouTube. I'm banned off. I'm banned off YouTube right now. Aren't yeah. 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 We're up right, banned off YouTube right now. Rodney Hour Brown, my pastor, just got banned off of YouTube for a week. Just got a week suspension. Said absolutely nothing wrong. Absolutely everything he said was 100% correct. If I'm not mistaken, I was watching his message on Sunday morning. He said something, made some sort of comment about vaccines. You're gone. What he said about vaccines, 100% correct. Right. But it's still banned anyway because it doesn't fit the narrative. If you don't fit the narrative, you're going to be banned off of the platform. And the reason why I say all these things is because these are what Aaron calls, great term, gatekeepers for success. In order for you to be successful, it, you know, whether you, because you're not going to, nobody, none of us are going to have a show on ABC or CBS. <laughs> and, and, and those are dying platforms anyway. Correct. So now the, the, the platforms that are available to all of us, are le- well, they're not available to all of us, but available to us allegedly are social media platforms, i.e. Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, Twitter X, Facebook, and YouTube. And, of course, there's truth out there, too. There's gab out there, too. Um, and then, of course, Rumble, which is the most powerful of all of them. If we don't, if we don't, change the gateway to success, then we'll be shut out from all success. Yep. Please understand that. We cannot continue to stay on Facebook and stay on YouTube. I'm not saying, I'm not saying pull all your stuff off of there. I'm saying don't bow to them. If you're somebody who's watching, watch on Rumble. We've got to get the numbers on Rumble. And there's millions and millions and millions of people on Rumble. You have like Russell Brand exclusively streaming on Rumble. Bongino exclusively streaming on Rumble. Alex Jones exclusively streaming on Rumble. Outside of maybe they do things on X too. And X is good. We're going to try to expand our own presence on X and all that. 
And I'm not trying, this isn't a big, this is not a big advertisement for the TLP. This is about a, this is about a system where they leverage you into a one world commerce system, single access point. Part of those, part of that, part of how they do that, a tactic of that is to, is to censor you. Where you're like, you know what, if you want success, we are the arbiters, we are the gatekeepers of success. So you will say what we want. You say, you're not going to say anything anti-mask. Right. Even though masks do absolutely nothing. You're not going to say anything anti-vaccine. Even though vaccines, it's documented now. If you go by excess death rates, we've killed 17 million people. That, that's how many excess deaths we've had since the rollout, vaccine rollout. Don't you think that, and of course, Bill Gates said he wanted to lower the Earth's population using vaccines. Oh, mission accomplished. 17 million excess deaths since the vaccine rollout. You'd think that it's just COVID is this existential threat to your life and a 99.9% non-survival virus when we all know it's actually a 99.9% survival virus post-infection that this glorious vaccine would have lowered excess death rates or there would be no excess death rate at all. But it's gone up 17 million, 2021, 2022, and 2023 combined. And by the way, that's not that's only halfway through 2023. Just wait till all the 2023 numbers come in. I guarantee it's somewhere between uh, 21 and 23 million excess deaths since the vaccine rollout. That's 23, 24 million more people died than on average. We're up somewhere in the neighborhood of 23 to 34, 35% inside the United States of America since the vaccine rollout, just so everybody knows. And I just say this, I know I was talking about social media platforms. You're not allowed to say that. But if I say that on Facebook, they shadow ban you. Yep. They shadow, I haven't been out friend anybody for three years. I don't know why Facebook doesn't do the all out bans, but Zuckerberg talked about it when it came to the Hunter Biden laptop. He said, well, we didn't really ban the New York Post, the second longest running paper in American history. We didn't ban the New York Post or the Miranda Devine Hunter Biden laptop. So we didn't ban it. We just limited its reach. Right. We limited its exposure. All right. That's that's somebody who's propagating a narrative. That is somebody who's a propagandist. That's a Joseph Goebbels. That's who Zuckerberg is. If you're going to have a Hitler, you got to have a Goebbels. We got plenty of Hitlers. That's the DNC. Got plenty of Hitlers in the WEF. Plenty of Hitlers in the CCP. Plenty of Hitlers in the PLA. Got plenty of Hitlers. So you got to have you got to have a Goebbels. If you're going to have a Hitler, you got to have a Goebbels. Got to have a Goebbels. Got to have Hitler. It's simple as that. And that's why I'm telling you, it's not about me to doing an advertisement. I don't get paid by the podcast as of yet. Maybe it come a time where I do. I don't yeah. know if it gets big enough. Yeah. But I get paid by Foundation Church. So I'm not I'm not trying to make money by telling you. I'm trying to set us all free so that we have a different pathway to success. Because if you don't have a different pathway to success or a pathway to sustainability, like where are you going to buy things if they make you put a mark on your right hand or on your forehead? Or you have to have a green pass, a common pass, a vaccine passport, CBDC currency, a social credit score, and you don't score high enough to shop at Walmart. You better have an, all, you better have an alternative to Walmart. That's why I'm all for... Cryptocurrency, what's um, Bitcoin's like one Bitcoin, area? I don't know yeah. if you can think of any others, but I'm all for all the yeah. cryptocurrencies and all that. I'm saying the right term, cryptocurrency. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cryptocurrencies, because it's not controlled by anybody. You know, you just have the Fed right now just printing money and buying their own debt, which is causing hyperinflation. And then they just kind of artificially lower interest rates and do all the different things that they do. But that's all just about controlling you. And they've, and they've basically built an economy that now they're, they're ushering in, what they're doing right now with the economy is ushering in a guaranteed monthly income. They want everybody smashed into oblivion. Where you basically look at, um, and I don't even know why I'm talking about this right now, it's got nothing to do with the podcast, but, <laughs> but 
if you look at where we are now, it's basically the same as it was in 1998. Now, 1998, 1996, whatever it was, can't remember the exact dates, the average household income, not person's income, household income, it's about $54,000 a year. So everybody makes more than that. You need to count yourself blessed. Combined income, that's where we are right now. It's about the same in 1998. But the average house cost $416,000. Back then, the average house was in the twos, low twos. Yeah. This is all on purpose because what they can do is then manipulate your behavior because you can't afford anything without their guaranteed monthly income. And you won't get their guaranteed monthly income unless you vote right, buy right, and say right. That's the point of it all. That's the point of the vaccines. That's the point. That's the point of COVID was to get to the vaccines to get to the vaccine passport. Because then you have the, all that is is setting up the infrastructure, vaccine passport, set up the infrastructure for a one-world currency, a CBDC, a social credit system. Put it all in place, which they're all putting. They're all trying to do now. You look at what's happening in the European Union. They're all doing it. They're all coming onto a a basically. They're they're saying it's also your credit's not stolen. You're going to go to central bank digital currency where there's no gold, there's no cash. That's all on purpose. Because if there's no gold and there's no cash, there's no accountability, they can just shut your account off. That's the point of it all. That was the point of COVID-19 from day one. It's never about a viral infection. For, so the, for those of you that kowtowed, for those of you that grabbed your ankles, bent over, put your mask on, took seven vaccinations, closed your church, closed your business, whatever, stood six feet apart, please understand that you were used like a $2 hooker. <laughs> That's what it was. Because all it was is to usher in controlling you. Then they control you, and this is why you always hear me see leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. It's all done by leverage. Where you won't be able to get your medication you see, it all starts off as a QR code, maybe on your phone, on your device, whatever it may be, digital wallet, and then it transitions into Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 and 17, where it causes all both, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. That's the point of it all. That's the point of it, and you'll be leveraged into all things. You'll be leveraged into getting that mark. Because you will not be able to buy, sell, trade, or travel without it. You know, I'll just buy real estate. What are you going to do when real estate taxes come in? Yep. When you, you, can't, you can't pay your real estate tax, so your real estate gets foreclosed on. Because you can't pay your tax because you don't have CBDC currency. You, got gold in a, you have gold or you have cash. And you know, I mean, one of our, our only sponsor is Midas Gold, because gold is the greatest thing that you can have. It's the greatest asset, something that never loses its value. But they're going to try to get rid of gold and the very, co- very countries that are trying to de-dollarize the globe are, are all buying gold right now. So it's something to buy gold. I didn't mean to do that advertisement right now. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm just telling you that's what it's all about. And that's why we have to have other pathways to success. we got to have cryptocurrencies. we got to have a parallel economy. We have to have other social media streaming platforms. You have it right here. Switch over to the parallel economy with me on Rumble. All right, let's get into the Epstein stuff. Big breaking news, nothing. <laughs> that's big breaking news of oh. course we all knew it was going to happen no, yeah. no I bet you I've got 623 people watching right now we all the 624 of us count. well no if you count the four people in the room here uh, with me so it's uh, 627 of us watching right now Yeah, we all knew it wasn't going to come out today Yep. we all knew it wasn't I heard the projection was actually more January 8th than anything else but everybody gets their hopes up don't get your hopes up for the 8th either Yeah, I think it'll eventually come out but who knows when? So here it is, leading report. 
Breaking, attorney Eric Fadali, if I'm saying that right, Fudali, says the Jeffrey Epstein list is ready to go and says he is not sure what they're waiting for, of course, when it comes to releasing the documents. I can guarantee you that the hero judge involved in this is getting threats. Yeah. And it's being, and there are attempts to leverage the judge into not releasing the list. Why would they not want to release the list? Go to the next before me, other New York Post tweet. Bill Clinton to be unmasked as Doe number 36 and, and identified more than 50 times in Jeffrey Epstein doc dump. Ooh. That's strange, isn't it? <laughs> Doe number 36. <laughs> and we always just have to ask ourselves something. Aaron, I think, tabulated for me. I think it's over four years since Epstein's been dead. Yeah. Something like something that. Like you that. got it for me. Yep. Why, why in the world has this not been released two years ago? Why wasn't it released one year ago? Why wasn't it released a year after he said, why wasn't it released... 10 seconds after he was dead. There's nothing to investigate. Yeah. He's dead. You said it was a suicide. We all know it wasn't. But you, they said it was a suicide. No cameras working. <laughs> all the guards that were working that night were all uh, brand new, untrained guards that weren't, don't even qualify as guards. So, you know, that's, that's the facts, by the way. I got that from Tucker Carlson. So, you know, we all know he didn't come in. And he was put into a pod. I don't know if anybody, I was a cop for 25 years, 92 to 2017, here in Sarasota County, Florida, if you want to check it. But if, I don't know if you've ever seen the new jail system. New jail systems work in pods, just so you know. This is how Jeffrey Epstein died. And basically what happened was, is he, he's living in a pod with a bunch of murderers. <laughs> okay, and very strange, because he, he was supposed to be on the suicide watch list, which would bring you, put you into isolation. And for some nefarious purpose, was pulled off of the suicide watch list, which would give you more cameras on you, and, of course, there actually be a guard standing right there watching you the whole time. So you can't commit suicide. But for some strange reason, they didn't do that. They took him off, and it, it, nobody, nobody can explain why. And they put him in a pod and leave all the doors open in a pod. That never happens. There are, there are times. You live in a pod. Everybody's got a roommate in the pod. And you can all you open up your doors, and you can go to basically the common area, and there's a guard, guard in there. Mm. And for some strange reason, <laughs> all the doors were left open. And an hour... That they're never left open. Weird. Just one coincidence after another. Whenever, I mean, it's just, I mean, it, it gets to the point of absolute absurdity. Yeah. I mean, it really does. Whether you're dealing with, the DNC says that the Russians hacked their computer. Oh, really? Well, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, uh, it wasn't the, the Russians that hacked it because Julian Assange released it. <laughs> yeah. So we obviously know it wasn't the Russians and then the, F the FBI, as the Federal Bureau of Investigation, they come in and offer, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, investigate it. No, we're going to hire our own company. And then their own company comes up with saying, oh, that was a Russian hack. And then, of course, that was categorically disproven. It just gets to be absolutely absurd after a while. It really does. It gets to be absolutely so nonsensical. It's amazing that these people have any pundits whatsoever, but they do. They have plenty of Goebbels that will come out and espouse one lie after another. All right, let's look at this now. Change the subjects off of Epstein. If you're ever wondering how the stories are endlessly manipulated, Kevin Bass tweet, in 2022, just 3.4% of journalists were Republicans. 3.4% uh, basically a year ago. That figure was 18% 20 years before that, which was wow. real low then. So it was really low in 2002. We only had 18% of journalists were actual conservatives. And then a, couple, a few years before that, well, basically 30 years before that, 25%. So we've never had more than a quarter of journalists have ever been Republicans, conservatives, ever. 
And now we're down to 3.4%. As with most professions, conservatives have been increasingly excluded or purged from the ranks of journalists and purged from academia also. If you wonder why the media is the way it is today, this is why. There you go. Those are the actual numbers. Go to the next one for me, other. And I just want to show you, this is an example. Got to follow people like Kevin Bass. Got to follow people like Defiant L's. That's what this is. Just to just, I love their comparisons of the hypocrisy inside of the media, hypocrisy inside of the left. Kyle Rittenhouse, says, here's their post. Now look at the dates. November 10th, 2021, and the bottom October 20th, 2022. So basically one year apart. Kyle Rittenhouse deserves an award for his melodramatic performance on the witness stand. Melodramatic. Same U.S., that's USA Today. USA Today, one year later. Wisconsin parade defendant who murdered 23 people by driving over them with his car gives cheerful opening statement, two sides to every story. That's the media for you. Kyle Rittenhouse, who killed two people, right, and shot three, yeah, and two yeah. killed two, all on video, all absolute self-defense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely on video. Again, this is, this. it gets to be so absurd, it's hard to talk about. It really does. You have these people who want Kyle Rittenhouse strung up by his bootstraps. They want him given a lethal injection. Will you watch him on video defending himself? Somebody is coming at him with a gun. Gage Rosencrantz is coming at him with a gun. Yeah. A loaded 9mm pointed at his head, and Kyle Rittenhouse shoots him. And the left will tell you that they want him criminally prosecuted for attempted murder. It's so, Why? Because Kyle Rittenhouse violates their narrative. I don't think Kyle Rittenhouse should have ever been there, just so you know. Agreed. I mean, I, I mean, he's 17 years old. Just, I mean, I, just but that, doesn't, that doesn't alleviate the facts because I don't want him. I didn't want him there. That doesn't mitigate any of the factual data whatsoever. Yeah. He shouldn't have been there 17 year olds on the street with an AR-15. Absolutely not. <laughs> but if you're Gage Rosencrantz, and you're, Rosen's stupid, and you go running at this guy with a loaded 9mm pointed at his skull... And you're stupid enough to do that with a guy who's on the ground with a loaded AR-15 <laughs> who I believe had already shot somebody before he shot Rose. He shot two people before he shot Rosencrantz. Right. You're stupid enough to approach him after that? You deserve your bicep being blown off like Rosencrantz did. Sorry, but you just see the absolute absurdity of the narrative on the left. It's absolute absurdity. It's amazing they can, with any, it's because they have no soul, they have no conscience, many of them are demon-oppressed, demon-possessed, so they don't, there, there is, no, they have no moral compass. They have nothing that actually guides them, they have no moral rudder whatsoever. It's just whatever they think uh, benefits them in some way, shape, or form. It's amazing that if you have a, if you have a narrative or an agenda that requires you to boldface lie on a regular, regular, uh, uh, on, on a regular basis, how good could your narrative actually be? How good could your agenda actually be when you have to endlessly lie about it? Right. All right, change the subjects again. Let's look in. I, wanna, I, I just had to show you this because I've talked about it a couple times, and I've showed it, I believe, on a post game. Mm. It's a Milk Bar TV video. It's, it's Jordan Peterson talking about autogenophilia. I'm not even going to tell you what autogenophilia is until you watch the video. Play it for me, other. Autogenophilia is the fantasy. It's a sexual fantasy, generally. It often characterizes men who become transsexual and start cross-dressing later in life. Those are the guys who get sexual kicks from dressing up in women's clothing and then go dr do drag queen story hour. They develop sexual arousal from picturing themselves or acting out 
being the opposite sex. I think a lot of a lot of what happens to these men who develop these sexual fetishes later in life is that there is a part of them that's crying out for exploration of and development of their feminine side. But instead of having that happen psychologically and starting to integrate, let's say, compassion and care and concern for people rather than things. I am a beautiful woman who could offer a partner, a lover, a friend, empathy and compassion and validate their feelings in ways that the cisgender men who fear us could never truly do. Instead of integrating those cross-sexual proclivities, they start to act it out. Say, well, we're just, you know, pristine and pure. It's like, no, you're not. You're getting a sexual kick from dressing up in women's clothing. And let's not bloody well forget it. This one's really lovely. Oh, there's nothing sexual about this. It's like, yeah, right. You're dressing up in lingerie before your mirror at home, tucking your dick between your legs, imagining you have a vagina for sexual kick. Are we topless at the White House? Oh, there was nothing sexual about that. Yeah, right. Bloody absolute liars. And you can't even say that now, but every clinician worth his salt knew that for decades. Now it's, it's become verboten to even suggest such a thing. I mean, I want everybody to think about the absurdity of it all. Just, hey, Aaron, you just side-by-side side that one for me, the next one. I showed this on the post game on Saturday, I think, but um, just had to show you this because I just think it's funny because just when you're talking about auto, I think you said auto genophobia or something like Gen- that. Genophilia? Auto genophilia. Thank yeah. you, Aaron. So I just wanted to show you this. This is like the latest fashion coming out of Paris, I believe, right here. A bunch of men dressed as women. Here, right here. There's a bunch of guys. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there you go. I mean, this, this is what's going on. You can bring it back to me. So I just had to show you that. But again, this, this goes back to my whole narrative about the absolute absurdity of it all. Yeah. I mean, the absurdity of calling men women and women men. Of, of The absurdity of saying, you know what? I'm a woman. And like, you know, like uh, Matt Walsh demonstrated with his, vi- with his video that he put out. What is a woman? Well, tell us what a woman is. Whatever you want it to be. Then how are you a woman? Right. Explain to us how you're a woman if you can't define what a woman is. Explain to me how you're going to take away my assault rifles when you can't define what an assault rifle is. It's just absolute absurdity. And if you bow, my main thing is the left's going to be the left. The left is going to left. Yeah. But the question is, will any of us bow to the left? They'll come up to you and they'll say, wear a mask, buy an electric vehicle, put solar panels on your roof. You know, you just say, screw you. You're an idiot. I mean, you, you cannot even, you want to ban assault rifles, can't define what it is. You, can't, you want men to be able to be women and women to be able to be men, but you can't define what a woman is at all. You, you want us to totally mitigate our entire lives based on CO2 levels, but you can't even identify what problematic CO2 is. It's 0.03% of the atmosphere, so when does it become problematic? Right. And of the 0.03%, about 1% of that is contributed to by mankind, or was that Australia? Whatever it was. So, I mean, a very, very small percent of the 0.03% is actually mankind. Australia does 1% of the 0.03%. That's, yeah, yeah. So, if any of how much of it, so if, if Australia, which is a first world country, does 1% of the 0.03%, what is America? Maybe 6%? <laughs> and we have to shut down and mitigate our entire life over this when they can't even define the problem. Put a mask on. What, what, what reason? 
because uh, it'll help you not to get COVID. How, explain to me how a mask stops a viral infection from getting through the mask. So how does a mask stop a viral infection from getting into my mouth or nose? They can't. It's an it's absolute absurdity. And for anybody to believe, what I call it is AI, asinine idiocy. And for anybody to buy into any of it, in the name, especially Christians, in the name of love. So what you just told, you just heard it was pronounced again. Auto what? Gynophobia? Genophilia. Uh, Autogenophilia. Yeah. Got to try it. again. There it is. Come on, Tom. Autogenophilia. If any Christians actually allow this in their church in the name of compassion, you've lost your ever-loving mind and you are preaching and living in asinine idiocy. Yep. But he had him like, that'd be impossible. That would never happen. Oh, it's already happening. And it was already shown that it's going to happen when all the churches wore masks, shut down their churches, shut their doors, sat six feet apart, put out alcohol gel stations, locked down their churches for months, day, days, weeks, months, or years, and then pimped and hoard vaccines from their, from their pulpits. So you know, the, the asinine industry can be unleashed anywhere at any time. And it's the moment that you give, give in. A little leaven, 1 Corinthians 5, 6. A little leaven, your glorying is not good. Don't you know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? You can't give in at all. Here's a great one right here. I decided to put this out here. Sidewalk Steve video. My greatest fear. Here's a, listen to this parent talk about tra her two trans kids. Play it for me, other. You could stop the conversation there, but let's talk about how it impacts us personally. Again, when I first started writing testimony two years ago, I shared that uh, my greatest fear for my two transgender children as a parent is the risk of suicide. We've heard about that a lot tonight, and it's real. It's not hypothetical. Since I first wrote those words, it went from being a fear to being a reality. Both of my children have attempted suicide. I have so much more passion I could share with you, but I will stop there. Speaking of asinine idiocy, there he is. There we have a, a abs, there's, there's an absolute, that's the epitome. There's, there's the picture <laughs> of asinine idiocy. Now let's look at the odds of this, shall we? Because transgender, we can even take all of the homosexual community, which a large portion of them are not pro-trans, by the way. Correct. It's all hellbound sin, I'm just telling you, that they're not large, a large portion of the homosexual community is not on board being lumped in to the trans community because most homosexual men and all basically all, hom all homosexual lesbian women don't have much interest in putting on drag shows for little kids. Right. That's almost exclusively for the trans community, which a lot of times they're not gay. They're just, it's just autogenophobia. They, I mean, autogenophilia. That's what it is. They, they just get sexually turned on by taping up their testicles. Yeah. And putting on a bikini as if they, can't, as if they don't have man lumps right there. <laughs> we can all see the man lumps. Uh. Again, you have, to, you have to operate an asinine idiocy. I'm going I'm to put a mask on. Why? doesn't do anything. But I'm going to do it just because it makes me feel like I'm virtuous. You're an idiot. Yeah. I'm all fired up in 2024. <laughs> all fired up in 2024. <laughs> but you see, what are the odds of this, of this dip squat right here? Look at, look at this now. The odds, basically, that the homosexual population in America is 0.1 to 1%, depending on who you talk to. Right. The transgender community is smaller than that. So let's say less than 0.1%, which is, which, is which is the death rate for COVID, by the way, 0.1%. What are the odds of both of her kids turning out trans? <laughs> and
And the odds of somebody committing suicide in this country are astronomical. 99.9% of us will never attempt suicide. Right. But both of her kids have attempted suicide. <laughs> What's the comment? You don't think it has anything to do with this idiot right here, do you? <laughs> with her stupid hair and her stupid clothes and her stupid turtleneck. Her stupid false virtue and false love. Well, she has told her boys that their girls or that her girls that they are boys from day one, propagating them into transgenderism and causing them both to attempt suicide because there's no hope in it. You can lop off all you want. It doesn't change anything. You can invert your penis. You can sew on a phallic symbol. As a woman, you can, you can lop off your breasts. You can lop off your testicles. You can do whatever you want. It doesn't change anything. You're not going to suddenly be fulfilled because you've lopped off your penis and now you have an inverted vagina. You know, you're not going to sprout ovaries, <laughs> sprout a uterus. You're not going to sprout testicles. It's not going to happen. You're never, it's, there's no fulfillment. In it. And even if you could, you wouldn't be happy. That's right. It's only one way to be happy. And it's, I mean, as much as I love Donald Trump, it's not Donald Trump being elected in 2024. It's only one way to be happy, and that's to be born again through the blood of the Lamb. That's it. That's the only path, and to seek God first. That's the only fulfillment that there is in life. You can lop off all you want, sew on all you want. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can buy all you want, sell all you want, become as rich as you want. doesn't matter. There's only one way. We are all designed by God to only have one pathway to happiness, and that's through him. Now, here's another thing. You're wondering how this people like this work? Like this woman who turned both of her kids into transgender uh, suicide attempts? This is how it works. She probably had them watching Blue's Clues. Play it for me. Hey, Blue, look at all these families. Hi, families. It's time for a pride parade. Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. Families marching one by one, hurrah, hurrah. This family has two mommies. They love each other so proudly. And they all go marching in the big parade. Heather just said, this isn't a joke. Uh, no, <laughs> that's Blue's Clues. Now, I'm going to listen, be fully transparent. My kids, when they were little, now my kids are in their 20s. So it was 20 years ago. Blue's Clues, they watch, my son especially watched Blue's Clues all the time. Yeah. It's great back then. You know, rumors about gay this and gay that with the host. But anyway, I, don't, I mean, it didn't come out on the show. Uh, he's got two mommies and they march along and trans and all this stuff. <laughs> Aaron, you can put, throw that pick up if you can. It, you know, it, there you go. I mean, that's, <laughs> this is how you, this, if you want to create two trans suicidal kids, yeah, I'm watching Blue's Clues now. Simple as that. And just going back to that woman who's testifying there at some sort of school board hearing or whatever it may be, you just think of the absolute unbelievable odds of both of your kids being trans and suicidal. We'll just have them watch Blue's Clues every day. Right, let's go to the next thing. Switch the subjects again. Just have to show you this. In case you're wondering, I put this out on Twitter, and I, the title of it was, in case you're wondering what this was all about from day one, because uh, we all know 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. For the love of money is the root of all evil which while some covered after they've erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Rishi Sunak, who is the prime minister of Great Britain, refuses to say. Why, why would you refuse? Yeah. For, oh, because of John 3.20. For everyone practicing evil, hates the light, does not come to the light, lest their deeds be exposed. Rishi Sunak refuses to say 
if he will profit from Moderna COVID vaccination. Chancellor's former hedge fund invested heavily in Moderna, which had 94.5% trial success, which is all a lie, by the way, and no trial success. But anyway, so he refuses to answer the question. Just leave this up for me, other. Just want to bring this into context. Never forget, though, the other, the other people have a vested interest in Pfizer Moderna stock, 75 members of our Congress. At the time that the uh, vaccine was mandated, remember Joe Biden said he never mandated it before he mandated it? Just like John Kerry said he voted against the Iraq war before he voted for the Iraq war. So right, right before Joe Biden mandated the vaccination, 75 members of Congress, including Republicans, had owned Pfizer stock right before mandating it personally profited them. Right. Remember that. And then, of course, you have Fauci, who refuses to answer the question about his own royalties and the royalties of NIH scientists for the Moderna vaccination sales. That's weird, isn't it? And you got to remember, all these patents are shared, too. It gets very complicated. All these patents are shared between Moderna and Pfizer and all these different companies, which leads me to the next one, where you have Ursula van der Leyen, whose husband is a contractor for Pfizer, probably coming up with many of these patented materials that go into these various vaccines. It's like There's like 50, 60 different entities that go into these vaccinations. And then they're all patented in and of themselves. Some go into both, some go into one, and all these scientists share it, and they all profit off of it. And Moderna and the NIH are, listen, that's the ultimate example of fascism. Yep. The merging of corporatism and government. Because you have NIH officials who are double-dipping, including Anthony Fauci, who are being paid by Moderna. Anthony Fauci won't answer. Why won't he answer? Why would you not answer the question if you're Rishi Sanak? Are you profiting off of Moderna sales? Because he still wants to be able to mandate it and make money. Anthony Fauci is the same way. Anthony Fauci asked by Rand Paul, have you profited off of or what were your royalties or what are the royalties of NIH scientists? Because NIH is partnered with Moderna. What were your, how much profits did you make? How much money did you make? He refuses to answer the question. Bill Gates buys mRNA stock. mRNA, again, it's like mRNA, what Moderna Pfizer. Doesn't matter. They share all the mRNA patents, different ones. You sell some this way, sell some that way. It's just like the various computer components and everything else. Some are in all computers. Some of them are patented specifically to Apple, whatever it may be. Yep. But he buys mRNA stock, and then when it turns out that, and by the way, he knew it was all crap because he wants to lower the Earth's population using vaccines. So he pimped and hoard that mRNA is the greatest thing in the world, even though we were told by Robert W. Malone, the patent holder for mRNA technology, uh, that it's not, don't take this vaccine. He said it's the greatest thing in the world. It's going to stop transmission and infection, even though it's never tested to see whether it stops transmission and infection. Then it doesn't stop transmission and infection. He's on all these different shows. Well, it would have been great if it stopped transmission and infection. You knew it didn't, and you knew it didn't prior to pushing that it did. And then, of course, you know, he sells right, when the, right before the stock goes down. He sells and makes I don't know how many billions of dollars. So just so you know, that's what it's all about. All right, here's another one for you. Let's get, to, let's get some COVID stuff. I haven't done some COVID stuff in a while. Phil Kirpin video. Now, here is Francis Collins. Now, who's Francis Collins? This guy with the beer gut right here in the video to the right. It really looks like a real group of, of just intellectuals here on the stage right here. But he, Francis Collins was, was running the CDC. He was in charge of the CDC. So you have, you have Francis Collins. Was he NIH? Or C, he was NIH. NIH, yeah. NIH, yeah. It was uh, Redfield CDC. Yep. So you have Collins here. It's Fauci's boss. 
running running the NIH. You got the NIH and you got the NIAID. NIAID is Fauci, which is under the NIH. And this is this is this is uh, Fauci's boss. Here he is making a rather substantial confession. And the reason why he's making this confession is because if Donald Trump gets elected, we might have a legitimate investigation into the origins of COVID and the origins of all of these mitigations that were put on all of us. If you're 682 people that are watching right now, most of us didn't follow any of them or forced into following some to keep your job or whatever it may be. But Francis Collins makes a stunning admission here. Play for me, other. As a guy living inside the Beltway, feeling the sense of crisis, trying to decide what to do in some situation room in the White House with people who had data that was incomplete, we weren't really thinking about what that would mean uh, to Wilk and his family uh, in Minnesota, a uh, thousand miles away from where the virus was hitting so hard. We weren't really considering the consequences in communities that were not New York City or, or, or some other big city. The public health people, we talked about this earlier, and this is a really important point. If you're a public health person and you're trying to make a decision, you have this very narrow view of what the right decision is, and that is something that will save a life. Doesn't matter what else happens. So you attach infinite value uh, to stopping the disease and saving a life. You attach a zero value to whether this actually totally disrupts people's lives, ruins the economy, and has many kids kept out of school in a way that they never quite require. Collateral damage. So there, yeah, collateral damage. This is a public health mindset. And I think a lot of us involved in trying to make those recommendations had that mindset. And that was really unfortunate. It's another mistake we made. Okay. He says he had, his, he had a mistaken mindset. He said, those of us who live in the Beltway, live in the cesspool, feces-floating cesspool of D.C. where he was, and he, had, he admits that they didn't have the right mindset living in the Beltway. They're just not looking out at the rest of us. And that they had, quote, Incomplete data. So they're crushing into oblivion family-owned businesses for forever, and as you've heard me state, probably 500 times over the last 46 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. 60% of all businesses that were closed during COVID have never reopened and never will reopen. 60%, which was all part of the plan to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point. We have very few options. If you have very few options as far as where you can buy, sell, trade, or travel, then there's those few options are very easy to control. If you have 500 options, very difficult to control. That's why they want to smash into oblivion mom and pop pizzerias, mom and pop stores, everything. Yep. So they said they had incomplete data. He admits it. The head of the NIH was recommending to shut down the Remember he had Fauci saying, I never recommended to shut down the economy. And then we show the video <laughs> of him saying, and then I recommended to shut down the economy. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just, you look at these people and you have to have such cognitive dissonance to ever pimp and whore the Fauci narrative. I mean, you really do. You have to have such cognitive dissonance. You have to have no, absolutely no respect for yourself to pimp those sort of lies, to whore those lies to people. I never recommended to shut down the economy. We have video of him numerous times recommending to shut down the economy. And just you'll have all these different, I don't even want to give them any glory anymore by mentioning their names. All these different leftist pundits who will come out and 
We have the video, the side-by-side -side video of the lies. And they'll still pimp as it. They'll still whore it and say it never happened. So Collins says, who claims to be an evangelical Christian, by the way, and went all out, you know, like the Bill Highbells or whatever. No, it wasn't Bill Highbells. It was, uh, not, take that back. It was, uh, who's the uh, focus, not the, uh, what is that? Gosh, the, uh, oh, gosh. I hate when I can't remember somebody's name. It drives me nuts. Oh, the big selling Christian book, the, gosh, dog, what was it oh, called? Man. The, from the, what was it? Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren. Oh, yeah, Rick Warren. And so yeah. he went out there. Him and Ricky got together. Yeah. Ricky likes to go, by the way, to WF. Yeah. So, I mean, he likes World Economic Forum also. He goes out to Ricky Warren. Thank God for my wife. Hope that would have driven me nuts. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have able to progress until Aaron found it for me. <laughs> Seriously. But, I started searching. I mean, yeah, Aaron was already on it. I already had Davy Jones over there. He was on it. But anyway, <laughs> so he's out there claiming to be an evangelical Christian, having Ricky Warren be his little whore for him. And say, you know what? You know, we need to all tell all these Christians that it's Christ-like yeah. to take a gene-altering vaccination with no actual uh, long-term studies on long-term effects because it was developed in 13 months what would with 1,223 people <laughs> dying and 28 out of 32 women miscarrying. So you, you got the Christian people out there whoring the mRNA vaccination. And the mRNA patent holder is telling you, don't take it. And there's, there's Potbelly uh, Francis Collins, Potbelly pot Frank, telling everybody, you know what, you better take it. With, with incomplete data. So he did the same thing, by the way. He hoard the COVID mitigations, which was remdesivir, which I hope that I have time to get to tonight. Remdesivir, which is an absolute organ-stopping drug, which was brought out by Anthony Fauci and his partners at Gilead, in 2019, it was taken off the freaking shelves because of the amount of people dying of mass organ failure. And here comes Fauci, one freaking year later, saying, hey, you know what? This didn't work as a, as a, uh, as a treatment for Ebola, so let's use it for COVID. And it starts killing people. It's called being COVID-killed. Whether it's a ventilator or remdesivir, that's what Collins was whoring. And the reason why he's trying to get out of front of this right now is because if somebody actually looks into what Francis Collins pimped and whored and put on all of us or attempted to put on all of us, his criminality is beyond, beyond most of what we've seen outside of Hitler. Tom, how dare you say that? That type of, listen, 17 million people have died of these vaccinations. They can say whatever they want. Causation versus correlation. If you just, if you had zero people die and now 17 million people die, said there was zero before the vaccination, now 17 million more have died. There's, a, there's more than a correlation there. And that's, and he's saying, we are, we are those of us on the Beltway, we had incomplete data. We weren't considering the consequences. I'll bet you would have considered the consequences if it was his job on the line. Yeah. If it was his daughter's job on the line, his wife's job on the line, his millions of dollars on the line, I'll bet you then he would have considered the consequences. No, but he was busy doing something else. Get ready, Heather. Play it for me. The guitar right here. How about that? Uh, yeah, this is a song where the tune will be familiar to you, unless you came from another planet recently. But the words are going to be quite different because this is really a song for you, a song for all of us who've been going through this pandemic and trying to imagine how's it going to feel when we're finally past that? What will that be like? 
We're going to get there, and you're going to help us get there. So that's what this is about. I didn't really know just how different COVID felt uh, to people in the heartland than it did uh, to somebody like me uh, in the urban areas on the coast. But the heartland may not have seen that this was actually all that much of an urgent crisis, and yet they were being told to shut down their businesses and schools, even when the hospitals had seen very little in the way of evidence of disease. But the discordance between the recommendations, which seemed to be focused particularly on the places hardest hit in the big cities, and how that affected those in other parts of the country was glaring. As a guy living inside the Beltway, feeling the sense of crisis, trying to decide what to do in some situation room in the White House with people who had data that was incomplete, we weren't really thinking about what that would mean uh, to Wilk and his family uh, in Minnesota, a uh, thousand miles away from where the virus was hitting so hard. We weren't really considering the consequences in communities that were not New York City or, or, or some other big city. The public health people, we talked about this earlier, and this is a really important point. If you're a public health person and you're trying to make a decision, you have this very narrow view of what the right decision is, and that is something that will save a life. Doesn't matter what else happens. So you attach infinite value uh, to stopping the disease and saving a life. You attach zero value to whether this actually totally disrupts people's lives, ruins the economy, and has many kids kept out of school in a way that they never quite require. Collateral damage. So there, yeah collateral damage. This is a public health mindset. And I think a lot of us involved in trying to make those recommendations had that mindset. And that was really unfortunate. It's another mistake. We made. Okay. Very difficult to even respond to that video. <laughs> Milk Bar TV video. Got to follow Milk Bar on Twitter or on any other social media. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Leave that up. So, and again, I just want to reiterate, he's sitting there saying, I didn't understand the impact or we didn't consider the impact of what, what those have on people's lives as far as destroying their lives. Again, like I illustrated, there's people in Australia that when they, they couldn't, they could no longer keep a job because, because of this, guys like this, they're all over the globe. And they're, this is, of course, the NIH. And here he is at the Health and Human Services Hall, whatever this is, town hall, that you're paying for this. That stupid song you just heard, you, you're, your tax dollars actually paid for him to make. He's probably just, I mean, Fauci's the highest paid uh, civil service employee in American history. So he's making $440,000 a year. So, of course, Collins has to be making $400,000 a year. And we're paying for him to sing his little song here at, at, at a HHS town hall meeting. Health and Human Services meeting. It's easier to say than HHS. But we're paying for that. And when he sits there and he says, you know what? I never thought about how it would destroy people's lives. He would have if it was his life. And he said the only thing that mattered was saving life. This is a guy who loves to abort fetuses. As a, as a Christian, he, he loves to kill the unborn as a, as a Christian man, right? So how, how is it that he wants to, he, all that he cares about is saving lives. Well, if all you care about is saving lives, then why in the world don't you shut down the economy 
every time we have the flu season. If all that matters is saving a life, then why don't you allow that to destroy your life? If all that matters is saving life, then why don't you donate all of the half a million dollars you make a year to somebody who's dying on the streets? All that matters to you is saving a life, then why don't you give all that you have to saving lives? I mean, that's just my question. You know, I have to, I have to just, I always want to make sure that I'm honest. I don't know whether he's pro-choice or not. I don't know, so I shouldn't say that. But he certainly supports people that are. And he definitely pimps out the narrative that is, so he might be staunchly pro-life, but I doubt it. But anyway, so I mean, this, this is the thing. And I mean, it's just the absolute absurdity of all. It ended up being, I didn't plan on this night being just a constant illustration <laughs> about the absolute absurdity of the left, but it just happened just to go that way. All right, let's go to the next one for me, Heather. Uh, Richard Ebright tweet. The four persons who approved and directed. There he is. Somewhere over the whatever. The four persons who <laughs> approved and directed the reckless research that likely caused the pandemic. She, Dr. G, Bat Lady, uh, Peter Dosek of the EcoHealth Alliance, funded by the next guy, Anthony Fauci, backdoored around Donald Trump, and Francis Collins were paid salary by the U.S. government, and two were officials of the U.S. government. So you, you, and, and where was Collins the entire time? Where was he? I mean, I've already talked enough about Fauci, so maybe I'll say Fauci and Collins. But where was Collins the entire time knowing that NH, NIH funding went to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, went to the Chinese Academy of Sciences for gain-of-function research on corona bat viruses, and you have a corona bat virus outbreak, knowing that... Bill, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the World Economic Forum funded and put together Event 201 in October 2019 to war game and tabletop exercise a coronavirus outbreak. Where were you going to some podium and saying, you know what, we have to just say something. We have to clarify something for everybody. We were funding, you know, it's weird that we're having a COVID outbreak, a corona outbreak, because coincidentally, we were funding gain-of-function research into corona bat viruses. Where was that? No, what you actually had was Fauci and Collins suppressing and, dele- really, for all intents and purposes, purposes, deleting, redacting information that showed that it was, it was gain-of-function research that it was a lab-born virus, a lab-made virus. You had, you had Anthony Fauci dispatched over to the CIA. And this is, this is not right-wing conspiracy theory. And I, I adore, absolutely adore Alex Jones. I've met Alex Jones. Super great human being. Really is a great human being. This is not Alex Jones. Even though Alex Jones is right 99.9% of the time. So I'm just saying, I mean, I'm no different than Alex Jones. I'm just saying, it's not, it's not the TLP that's putting this out. It's not Dan Bongino's putting out. It's not Alex Jones putting out, Gateway Pundit's putting out. This is absolute fact that Anthony Fauci went over to the CIA. Yep. Where you had six out of seven CIA scientists say this was a lab-made virus. And Anthony Fauci went over them and changed every single one of them into saying, no, it was a man-made virus. And paid them to do it. Just like he paid the two scientists and the, re, re, the re, right there, redacted emails 
where he had his two predominant uh, epidemiologists send him an email saying, you know what, this looks like a man-made virus under the microscope. Anthony Fauci paid them both $5 million, I believe, each for, for uh, funding of their research, and both of them changed their tune. Both of them said, oh, you know what, no, 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 I see that $5 million. Now I see that $5 million, you know, this looks like a man, this looks like a, a man, a, a nature, a, a, I'm trying to think of natural, natural origin. Yeah. Yes, I'm trying to think of the right term. Instead of just say nature made or whatever. Natural origin viruses originated from, from a monkey or a, pa- a pangolin or whatever it may be. Changed their, <laughs> so, to, changed their story. But just so you know, two out of the four people, and who's uh, Peter Daszak from EcoHealth Alliance? You have Dr. G's, the bat lady. But Daszak right there, oh, and, and you're leaving, they're leaving out Ralph Barrick here. Ralph Barrick was working with Dr. G. Ralph Barrick from UNC who works at gain-of-function research, shared not only how to do gain-of-function research with the bat lady, Dr. G, but then taught her how to hide it genetically. Why would you do that? Is that not treason? Yeah. If you're sitting in, the, if you're sitting in a laboratory of a PLA-funded, it's not even funded, it's a PLA level four bioweapons lab. Why in the world are, do we have a partnership with them? Right. And you have Ralph Barrick teaching the bat lady, Dr. G, how to do gain-of-function research, on coronaviruses, and how to hide the genetic evidence of gain-of-function research. Why would you do that outside of treasonous purposes? Why? Again, asinine idiocy. Outside of asinine idiocy, what is any other excuse? What, what is any other reason? Why, why, if it's not treasonous, if you don't have a treasonous heart, why would you be showing a PLA scientist how to do gain-of-function research to develop bioweapons, and then how to hide that you did develop a bioweapon outside of treason. Why would you do it? There is no other reasonable explanation at all. It's the same thing, and I don't mean to keep jumping all over the place. I'm just telling you, it's the same exact sort of thought process as, oh, you know what? We had way, we had millions upon millions upon millions of millions upon millions of people who voted in the election that weren't registered to vote. We had millions more people vote than are registered to vote. And people will say, well, that's just record turnout. That's impossible turnout. Yeah. Because you have to be registered 30 days prior to an election. So you cannot have more people vote than are registered to vote. But you'll still have Democratic pundits say, oh, it's record turnout. That makes no sense. Either does Peter Daszak, Anthony, Anthony Fauci, and Francis Collins funding... Ralph Barrick in the UNC, and funding, funding Dr. G, funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology, funding the National Institute of, uh, of Sciences, I mean, the uh, uh, Chinese uh, Academy of Sciences, funding those things. Bill and Melinda Gates, of course, ten, sent tens of millions of dollars to each. Chinese Academy of Sciences uh, uh, of Science owns or runs the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Bill and Melinda Gates, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, sent tens of millions of dollars to each. And then, for gain-of-function research, and then run Event 201 in October of 2019 to tabletop exercise and war game against coronavirus that they, are, that they were paying to develop. You have to, you have to operate out of the realm of logic, out of the realm of common sense to not think that this was all orchestrated. Because it was. All right, Aaron, let's do Midas. Let's do Midas. Before I forget, because it's 931. Love this, love this company. It's my sole sponsor. They do us right. Awesome company. Let me just illustrate this one more time for you. I know that you know. It's just 60 seconds at most is what I'm going to talk about this. This is how long I'm going to talk about this. But this is a MAGA-owned company. 
It's a veteran-owned company, MAGA-owned, MAGA-operated, veteran-owned, veteran-operated. I'm not talking, these are not, this isn't a conservative company. This is a MAGA company. Not just, not, and I'm not just, I don't, I don't just mean Donald Trump. I'm talking about make America great. They vote for the right people. Yeah. Not, not, they don't, they're not Republicans that call themselves conservative. They vote for Mitt Romney. These are people that are politically involved. They know what's happening. They're offering gold. This all physical gold when you're dealing with Midas Group. With Midas Gold Group, it's physical gold. Whatever, whatever they have, it's physical. It's in your hand. It's not setting it up in some account somewhere. You want your gold, you got your gold in your hand. That's Midas Gold Group. They will keep their word. Tom, you're like, what about what you said about CBDC? Um, cashless society, a one-world commerce system. One of the great ways that we can fight against that is to gold back our currency again and gold back our economy again and gold back our personal lives again. I'm buying tens of thousands of dollars worth of gold. Drives my mother-in-law crazy that I say this, but I love you. I love you, Norm, if you're watching. I'm buying tens of thousands of dollars worth of gold and putting it in my safe. Probably going to open up an IRA too, gold IRA. It's physical gold. I'm buying from Midas Gold Group. MAGA-owned, MAGA-operated gold never has lost its value. Never has lost its value. It's gaining in value right now. And if you do buy it from Midas... Tell them that the TLP sent you. All right, let's go on to the next one. Where I'm ever, wherever I'm at, I don't even know where I am. Where am I at? Greg Price tweet? Dr. Cat. Dr. Cat Lindley. Oh, there we are. You're yeah. right. Got it, got it, got it, got it. All right, I wonder why. Scientists have warned. Here it is. I know I'm jumping all over the place tonight. I get it, but I just got to do it. <laughs> I wonder why, Cat, Dr. Cat Lindley, scientists have warned a new strain of COVID. <laughs> that, of course. Again, <laughs> I could spend, Aaron will back this up probably, yes. even though I'm just joking, but he'll think it's true. I could probably spend all 90 minutes on this slide. Easily. <laughs> From the various tributary possibilities that are presented right here on this slide. Scientists have warned a new strain of COVID could cause potential heart issues. Now, why would that be? Why are the, Now, I told you this. I told you this. Uh, let's see. The VAX came out. So, it's 2024. VAX came out three years ago. I told you that they were going to blame all vaccine side effects on COVID. That's right. Or as Edward Dowd says, they're going to black, they're going to back, they're going to blame all vaccine side effects on the climate. People are dropping dead from heart attacks all of a sudden. Said this in church on Sunday. Tommy, you say these things from the pulpit? Absolutely. Absolutely. As long as I don't back a political candidate, as, as long as Foundation Church doesn't back a political candidate, I ain't violating anything. 501c3 or that stuff. Say whatever I want. And I would just dump 501c3 anyway, just so you know. Yeah. I'll say whatever I want to say. If they want to take my 501c3, take it, spin it sideways, shove it up your own caboose, and I'll end up with way more money anyway because God is good. But scientists have worn a new strain of COVID. Of course, the new strain of COVID, the least virulent ever seen. The most virulent, of course, is Alpha. Next down the line was Delta. Then you had Omicron 1, Omicron 2, Omicron 3. And they get least virulent, they get less and less virulent as you go down the strain. So now the least virulent of all variants is now going to cause heart issues. Because what's causing the heart issues is what, everybody? We all know it's the vaccines causing the heart issues. And now they're going to blame it on COVID because COVID will never go away. And by the way, we don't even know if it's COVID. How do you ever know if it's COVID? You have all these idiot leftists like Bernie Sanders. I just tested positive for COVID. I've got COVID again. Seven times vaxxed Bernie. Three hours Bernie, seven times vaxxed Bernie. Bernie, it's hard to say. Seven times vaxxed Bernie. Bernie. <laughs> how, do you ever, how do you really know you have COVID? Because your PCR test told you 97% inaccurate PCR test that Carrie Mullis, the developer of PCR, said never to use, never to use to diagnose virus, viral infection. And that's the test they exclusively use. How do you really know that you have COVID, not just the cold? 
The Bernie's, it's better though. It's good for us though because Bernie's at home and isolated and, and away from doing any damage to us on Capitol Hill. <laughs> but here we go. All, all the vaccine side effects will be blamed on COVID or blamed on climate change. It's amazing. Climate is now causing people just to drop dead. Where? And they, I want everybody to name all the people that you know. You know what? My Aunt Susie, she died of climate change last year. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, you know what? My Uncle Fred, he died of climate change two years ago. Who dies of climate change? But that's what they're going to pimp. And all of what's so sad and pathetic is that you are so devoid of human dignity as a leftist pundit that you will propagandize this. You'll propagate it. Research into the new strain known as JN1 could cause a global health care risk related to COVID-19 stating that it could start a heart failure pandemic. So let me just ask, and again, I'm 713 people on right now. If you are on like and share, like and share, like and share. They probably won't let you on Facebook. Get Share it on Rumble. Share it to all your friends that will offend. Share it. Share it to everybody. We broke our record on Sunday morning at Foundation Church with 424 people watching live on Sunday morning at the church. So we're trying to break records here, trying to go to 1,000 on Rumble. We're over 500 on Rumble right now. 628. 628 on Rumble right now. So we've only got, what, four, uh, 370 to go, 372. Yeah. And we are there. So like and share, like and share, like and share. But anyway, I just say this, and again, I'm preaching to the choir right now, so I'm not necessarily directing this at you. I'm directing anybody that's, that this applies to. You're going to fall for this again? You're going to close down your church because we got the COVID heart failure virus now. It's such, you know, we got Francis Collins. All he cares about is saving life, and now that we have Mandy Cohen in charge of the CDC, and I can't remember who's in charge of the NIH now, but anyway, gosh, I can't remember that. I'll but anyway, hey, I, I just, for some reason, that person is not, she hasn't been like out that he or she has not been out in public much like Mandy Cohen has been. But anyway, did you find it, Aaron? Yeah, it's it's Monica Bertagnoli is the new one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think she's some sort of interim too. I don't know if yeah. she's like permanent or what. But anyway, yeah. so I, all the when this comes out, the new COVID heart failure virus, all the church is going to fall for it again. And this time, not you, you know, you might have seven uh, vaccinations so far. But to be fully protected now, you got to get up to 14. And by the way, they want you to get up to 57. That's not a lie. That's absolutely true. Nice short life of 57 vac. Nice short 57 vaxxed life. That's what they want you to have. Ser- of servitude. In your 1,000 uh, square foot guaranteed monthly income apartment in a 15-minute city. That's what they want for you. While they live high on the hog, you're eating bug eyes, they're eating ribeyes. That's what they want. But I digress. So is everyone going to do it again? And again, I'm preaching to the choir. So this doesn't really apply to the people who are watching this. But there's always a couple people that are watching that need, that it does apply to. You're going to fall for it again? You're going to quarantine your healthy family again? Yeah, but this time it's the heart. You're going to do it again? You believed it the first time. It was not a threat the first time. And what everybody's dying of now is their solution to the first problem they caused. They caused the problem and then offer a far worse than the problem solution every time. You're gonna fall for it again? The, the, why, the, again, I, I could spend an hour on this. I could spend an hour on this slide alone. Why is it that Pfizer, their vaccine, is now been even admitted by the CDC, causes myo and pericarditis, the swelling of the heart, myocarditis, and the swelling of the heart lining, pericarditis? 
It causes that. And then they buy a myocarditis and pericarditis pill factory. They cause it, and then they buy medication that medicates it. Doesn't solve it. Medicates it because... 50%, they treat like myocarditis, pericarditis. I'm talking exclusively about myocarditis now, but they treat, they act like myocarditis and pericarditis are some just minor thing. Oh yeah, they got some myocarditis, but they're, you know, they, they'll never get COVID. Although that's, then stop transmission infection, they will die of COVID anyway because they have ADE. But anyway, they act like that's a, oh, it's just they got some myocarditis, but they've been saved but from the plague. 50%, did everybody hear that? Yep. 50%. Of people who get diagnosed with myocarditis are dead within five years. Dead. Dead. And you're like, a lot of times people are like, where are all the people dropping dead from vaccines? First of all, they are 17 million so far that we know of. But that's myocarditis kills 50% of people within five years after diagnosis. If you didn't get diagnosed from it until this year from your fifth booster, then you, you have a five-year window, 50% chance of living. That's an absolute fact, folks. That's the way that it is. Right, let's go to the next one. Switching up again, going to 1-6. Greg Price tweet. Breaking. The DOJ is recommending six months in jail for Ray Epps. Six months. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's, that's amazing. I mean, Enrico, Enrique Terrio, he's got 22 years. Um, Donald Trump is facing 91 felony counts, not just about 1-6, but many of them are. Facing, I can't remember, 100 and whatever many years in prison. Donald Trump is, who didn't instigate it, had nothing to do with it. Now, if you comp let's compare what Donald Trump said in comparison to what Ray Epps said. <laughs> and, to, and tomorrow we're going into the Capitol, remember? Yep. All right, did Donald Trump ever say that? No. Uh, no, he said go peacefully and patriotically protest, which, by the way, is covered in the Bill of Rights. Right. So Ray Epps is the only one that I've seen so far on video that's telling people to go into the Capitol and more than once, yeah, and is actually there whispering in the ear of the guy who caused the initial capital breach. <laughs> Everybody know that? When he's sitting there whispering in that young man's ears and that man ends up running over the Capitol Police with the bicycle barrier things. That was Ray Epps was right there at the initial breach. Yep. So you got Ray Epps at the initial breach. Ray Epps at least twice saying, we're going into the Capitol Donald Trump would never said a daggum thing, being charged with 91 felonies. Enrique, 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 Enrique Terrio, sentenced to 22 years in prison, Proud Boys leader, who had, you know, I've got some differing opinions on him, but he gets sentenced to 22 years in prison, wasn't even in Washington, D.C. Yeah. On 1-6. Numerous other people sentenced to a decade in prison, 15 years, 17 years in prison. They never said any of these things. And again, let me just balance this by saying, if somebody was there, whether they're a Trumpster or not, and I love Trump and I love most Trumpsters, they're there, you're beating up on cops, you need to suffer the consequences for it, period. Yeah. You, you broke windows and went into the Capitol, it's vandalism. You need to suffer the consequences for it. But now, three years later, all those terms would already be served. Done. They all, everybody, the jail should be cleared. should be no more charges on 1-6 because not one police officer died. And even though you have people like Michael Fanone, which we'll get to in a second, who claims all of these injuries, um, nobody can find his medical records. Again, you just have to be an asinine idiot. You really do have to be an asinine idiot to sit there and go, Michael Fanone was injured. 
All right, show me his show me his medical records, please. Oh, we can't find him. But you're still gonna you're still going to say that he's injured. But while for some mysterious reason, all of his records are gone. Including his personnel files, by the way. That was weird. It's weird, isn't it? So Ray Apps, the only J6 defendant caught on camera telling people to go into the Capitol building, they say they gave him a plea deal because he cooperated with the FBI. Tried to de-escalate the conflict. Where was that at? What? And <laughs> and how did you try to de-escalate the conflict by telling people to go into the Capitol? <laughs> and was subject of a conspiracy because he was accused of being an FBI asset, which we all know he is. Because he was accused of that, they gave him a lighter sentence. So because he was uh, harassed by the people that the FBI hates, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, because, because he was harassed by right-wingers that the FBI hates, he gets a lighter sentence. <laughs> Because he is hated by the right, he gets a lighter sentence. That's how the FBI works. And they're, but they're non-biased. They're non-prejudicial. They're, they're, they're politically unbiased, politically neutral, of course. So here, of course, go to the next one. Here, of course, is what Ray Epps did. Play for me. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? No! No! Peacefully. Fed, 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 fed. Tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to go, I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. Based Fed posting? (laughs) (laughs) We need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. Okay. Okay. All right. No, Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No? When we go in. Are we going to get arrested if we go up here. there? Yeah. You don't need to get Did shot. Can arrest us all? So as we're watching this video, basically with everything that Ray Epps said, Aaron's back there saying, here he is de-escalating again. <laughs> I mean, how many times did the guy say we're going in? All the different, you know, all the different things right there at the initial breach. How many times is it that he said, we're going to go into the Capitol. There he is running. Whenever you can run it, run it, just run it side by side, Aaron. But how many times is it? I mean, there he is running. Look at Ray Epps de-escalating right here. Look at the. <laughs> Look at him, running into the Capitol right here. There's Ray Epps. Look at him, de-escalating. That's the initial breach. He gets six months. What what was his sentence? Six months probation? Yeah. Six months probation. (laughs) He's at the initial. I wonder what everybody around him got. Right. And believe me, believe me, he's getting six months and he's getting paid. Yeah. He's getting paid. And and watch, nobody will notice because a couple years from now, it'll fade it off of the headlines. Suddenly... His record would be expunged. He'll no longer be a convicted felon. If he, if they're, I don't think they're even charging him with felons. I think, yeah. I think that felonies. I think they're charging him all misdemeanors, giving him a six month sentence. All right, let's go to the next one. Let me show you this fraud. Here's Michael Fanone. Here, this is the Capitol Police officer. Now, not a correction, not Capitol Police. 
Uh, Washington, D.C., Metro Police Officer. So Metro PD, Washington, Washington uh, D.C. Police Department, under Muriel Bowser, who worked in their narcotics unit. And now remember who Michael Fanone is. Michael Fanone is the son of a D.C. leftist attorney, leftist activist attorney who was involved in numerous lawsuits against Donald Trump. Mm. That's, that, that's his daddy, who lives, grew up six miles from the Capitol. This guy's a leftist. His daddy's a leftist. And he was an undercover narc for the Metro Police Department. Never working patrol, definitely not working as their, you know, their riot guard or, um, you know, the people that would respond to riots for the Metro Police Department. But for some reason, on one six, as if he knew there was going to be a riot, mm. because, of course, you had four phone calls from Ray Epps to Nancy Pelosi's office that she was never forced to testify about at the 1-6 hearing, as well as not being forced to testify about how she turned down ten to 30,000 National Guard troops, as did Mitch McConnell, as did Chuck Schumer, as did Muriel Bowser. That's weird. So he, it's just as if they knew something was going to happen. And as Christopher Ray refuses to answer the questions about how many FBI assets he had in the crowd instigating violence and refuses to answer questions about how many FBI assets he had inside the Capitol dressed in Trump gear prior to the Capitol breach, refuses to answer those questions too. Because here we are um, almost three years later, be three years in a few days, in four days, three years later, still under investigation. Can't answer the question three years later. So Fanon, who was an undercover narc, who's not, definitely not going to be part of their riot response task force, right? mysteriously volunteers for duty on the day of 1-6. All bearded up like he is, and goes up and shows up in uniform, mysteriously. The son of a Democratic Party lawyer, activist lawyer, who had numerous lawsuits against Donald Trump. He just decides he's going to show up. Well, now Officer Fanon here, this is courage for... America, which is a leftist uh, liberal hack, hack rag. I'm taking over Courage for America social media for the next few days. This is this is the non-biased police officer. While a non-biased police officer showed up just mysteriously on one six, just absolute non-biased guy. <laughs> While I raise awareness about MAGA extremism in 2024, where's all that MAGA extremism? What, what violence have we caused? None. January January six, three years ago, and Mikey can't get past it. Bearded Mikey can't get past it. And the big lie bill. Follow along while I take you behind the scenes. Fanone. He's an absolute crybaby idiot. We got a video of that too. So go to the next one for me, Heather. Julie Kelly tweet gives a little bit of further explanation about this. A book deal. He gets a book deal. Gets a book deal now. This typical, you know, whether, whether you're dealing with like Alexander Vindman and all the rest of these liberal tool boys whose the DNC has their hand up their handle puppet shoot. Talk, 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 talk. A book deal he gets, a CNN gig, and a GoFundMe page really helps spruce up J6 crisis actor. And by the way, when she says crisis actor, she's not saying that this is just somebody hired by the DNC to show up on the day of. It just means you're, you are doing the acting for the DNC, not just somebody hired off the street. He's a documented uh, Metro police officer. Wonder if he'll get question, questions about his body cam footage, which we're not allowed to see. Weird. That's odd, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, again, but yet you'll have leftist pundits. And, by the way, the capitulating, butt-cheek-grabbing and spreading rhino Republicans who still will say the election wasn't stolen and that 1-6 was an insurrection 
and that the shooting of Ashley Babbitt was justified, as Kevin McCarthy said. You know, it's really justified to shoot a five foot two, 116-pound unarmed woman through the neck and then fail to render care for her when she had a survival injury. Did everybody know that? Yeah. Her injury was fully survival. If they wouldn't allow her to bleed out, which, of course, you know, that, that helps you if you don't have a witness to her own shooting. Wonder if he'll get questions about his body cam footage, which nobody's been allowed to see, but yet people will still say that he's a righteous person. Why won't you show us the video? I'll show you. I'll, you know what? I want to see what you preached about on Sunday morning, Tom. No problem. No problem whatsoever. Aaron, are, we, are we doing any editing in my preaching? <laughs> no. Oh, well, you want to know what I preach? <laughs> Go right ahead. I'll show you. I'm not, I don't, okay. So my preaching is the same as his body cam footage. I'm not afraid to show you anything that I preached about. And by the way, sometimes I get things wrong. I'll show you when I got things wrong. Gladly. And it's just like a few minutes ago where I said, well, an hour ago now, but where I said Francis Collins <laughs> was pro-choice. I don't know if he's pro-choice or not, so I fixed it. Yeah. If I get it, I'm not going to hide them. I'm not going to say, Aaron, Aaron, you know what? Let's just pretend that never happened. Delete it off the video. Yeah. Why, why is his body cam footage not being shown? Why, why uh, further, what if he'll, wonder if he'll get questions about his body cam footage which disappeared, why he is on video laughing about the attack, this attack that was an existential threat to his life, an existential threat to the democracy on January 6th, and the whereabouts of his medical report claims to be, was, claims that he was seriously injured, like Officer Gunnell says that he was seriously injured. Mm. Yeah. While we have video footage of him not being injured post Post the event where he says he was injured. You have, you have Aquiliano, Gunnell, whatever his name is, claiming that he had a serious foot injury, serious head injury. We have video footage of him not injured after he said he was injured. Like, say he, he said he was injured at 315. We have the video footage at 415 showing him not injured at all. Why can't we see his medical report? And yet again, I just, it absolutely boggles my mind how any leftist or any capitulating rhino Republican will still come to the events like Adam Kinzinger. Yeah. You won the day. You won. You won. Remember that? You held the line. You held the line. Ah. <laughs> Remember that? Okay, Adam, do you not think that you are simply a hand puppet for the left when the left refuses to show any evidence of what their claims are? No. If you're going to sit there and you are going to perpetuate their lies, or you maybe you actually believe it, just like the COVID stuff and everything else, then why, why doesn't it bother you at all that you are espousing viewpoints of those who refuse to release any evidence that supports their viewpoints? You know why? It's because they're not refusing to release evidence that supports their viewpoints. They're refusing to release evidence that destroys their viewpoint. And so people will still, because they think, it, they think that maybe societally speaking, or maybe through, you know, the pathway to success, if they just go ahead and perpetuate a lie and espouse a lie and speak lies, that it will enable them to be successful. Why would you want success that's predicated on lies? Why? Why would you want success given to you by liars? I never will get it. And his disciplinary records. For some reason, we're not allowed to see his disciplinary records. We're not allowed to see his medical report. We're not allowed to see his body cam footage. And we're not allowed to see the video of him laughing about the J6 attack. 
Hmm. Why? I don't know. Very strange. But you know, he's making multi-millions of dollars on it. Now, I had to show you this video. It's a little long, but I want to show it to you. I just have to. Because it just shows you a little backstory. This goes back to Timothy McVeigh and the Oklahoma City bomb. Great freaking video from Mischief. From Mischief. Follow him on video on, uh, on Twitter or any other social media platform. But this just shows you how it all works. You don't think that all these things can be a lie? The COVID could be a lie. The Vietnam War could have been a lie. The Iraq War could have been a lie. The Ukraine War is a lie. The climate change is a lie. 9-11 has lies interwoven all in it. You don't think it could have all been perpetrated by globalist actors? You don't think it could be? Isn't it time to think otherwise when all the evidence tells you to think otherwise? This is a great video. Play for me, other. It was the Oklahoma City bomb. Maybe one of the benefits of me talking to you today is that you'll see that maybe not everything is true that you've heard about me. On the morning of April 19, 1995, a decorated Gulf War combat vet blew up the federal building in Oklahoma City using a truck bomb that he didn't build and a rider truck that he didn't rent with the help of a passenger who didn't exist. Having just gotten away with the largest act of terrorism on U.S. soil to date, the Fort Bragg-trained Special Forces sheep drip dropout blended in with the crowd by making his getaway in a car without a license plate and was immediately pulled over. The ATF was the supposed target of the attack, but luckily all of their agents were out of the office that morning. Later that day, the president boldly declared, We will find the people who did this. And when we do, justice will be swift, certain, and severe. Except for John Doe number two. John Doe number two. John Doe number two. Who, according to the FBI, never existed. In McVeigh's unprecedented three and a half week trial, the prosecution didn't show the CCTV footage of him and John Doe number two parking the rider truck. Didn't explain why 24 separate witnesses mass hallucinated the existence of John Doe number two. Didn't explain why the government was testing truck bombs and the army was storing rider trucks at Camp Gruber right before the bombing. And didn't talk to the FBI informants who blew the whistle on the plot. But they did collaborate with the CIA, and they did convict McVeigh as the lone wolf bomber and Terry Nichols as his bomb-constructing accomplice. Still, a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists, including 300 bombing victims, insist on talking about facts and evidence and refuse to simply believe what they've been told a million times by people in tailored suits with well-coiffed hair. They quote the U.S. Army Brigadier General and the FBI Crime Lab whistleblower and the inventor of the neutron bomb who point out the physical impossibility that the Ryder truck bomb did the damage to the building, but that doesn't matter because if there were other bombs in the building that day, we would have heard about them. The second explosive was found and diffused. I think he said another bomb. The Justice Department is reporting that a second explosive device has been found. They then found a third device, which was also larger than the first. And I see another bomb truck going, so apparently they're going to try to get out that third bomb. The FBI claims to have lost the footage showing McVeigh and John Doe number two parking the truck in front of the Murrah building that morning, but that's understandable because the Bureau has a lot of important evidence to store. Terry Nichols insists the FBI was involved in the plot, but thankfully a judge has saved us the trouble of listening to him by preventing lawyers from deposing him. There was a bomb squad truck parked across the street two hours before the blast, but that just shows the authorities were prepared for anything. And... Other documents obtained by 2020 show that someone called the executive secretariat's office at the Justice Department in Washington and said the Morrow building had been bombed. But this was 24 minutes before the blast. But that just shows the public was unusually vigilant that morning. Also, apparently, before the bombing, Governor Frank Keating's brother, Mark, had been working on a novel about a terrorist bombing in Oklahoma City. Stranger still, one of the characters in the novel was named Thomas McVeigh. But that's probably just a coincidence. 
McVeigh wrote a letter to his sister where he admitted to being a secret Special Forces operative, and he complained to friends of the pain in his ass from an Army-implanted microchip. But that's crazy, because if he didn't actually leave the Army in 1991, there would be proof of that. McVeigh was not executed on May 16, 2001, as scheduled, because... The FBI had failed to turn over thousands of pages of evidence to McVeigh's defense attorneys. But the execution went ahead on June 11th. In a highly unusual and secret agreement, no autopsy was performed. One witness said he was still breathing, and the prison officials admitted his hearse was a decoy. Then, the case was officially closed. And if you question any part of this story, you are a paranoid, wingnut, birther, truther, tenther, prepper, conspiracy loon who'd bring up any of these points ever again. Ever. This message has been brought to you by the friends of the FBI, ATF, DOJ, CIA, SBLC, MSM, and the U.S. Army. And remember, ignorance is strength. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, it's just how many more of these stories do we need to see? Just to go over this real quick, Trump, I mean, truck, Trump, huh? Truck, truck, he didn't rent. Bomb, he didn't build. Eight, it was supposed to be an attack against the ATF. And you look at that building, you really think that was truck bomb? Yeah, right. I mean, do you see the size of the, the amount of damage and the size of the blast radius? You believe that is like a Tomahawk missile. I'm not saying that it was. It was multiple explosive devices is what it was. So this is supposed to be an attack against alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, ATF. But lo and behold, they're all gone that day. That's a strange coincidence, isn't it? Mm. Uh, 20, uh, 24 witnesses say there's multiple people involved, but they it's just McVeigh. And the second person is disappeared into oblivion and is no longer discussed who was allegedly there with him with and you have the truck being parked that shows more than one person or was it the evidence of the uh, maybe all the truck i can't remember what the video said now but the oh lost footage lost footage of the truck being parked they have right video footage of the, tr the truck being parked and which would show who gets out of the truck but the fbi lost that yeah and that even caused mcveigh's execution to be delayed because they refused to relinquish, relinquish evident, you know, evidentiary uh, uh, materials. Uh, at the time of the bombing, strangely, just like with the coronavirus, where you have the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the World Economic Forum putting together Event 201, where they are tabletop exercising and wargaming a response to COVID outbreak, you have the CIA doing truck bomb testing and developing. <laughs> within miles of the site. Um, it's been said there's one truck bomb, but you have numerous news reports claiming up to three bombs and one bomb device that was found that didn't go off. That's weird, isn't it? No autopsy, no autopsy on Timothy McVeigh. Uh, Terry Nichols claims the FBI was involved, but the strange thing is, is that his deposition was never allowed. So a truck bomb did that. <laughs> It just, it just, I mean, a truck bomb did that just like COVID-19 happened uh, in the wet market a thousand miles south of Wuhan. Yeah. Right. One, one bomb did that, right? And then you have, of course, you had a, a covert plan or a covert story. I can't remember. Again, I, I'm trying to write this stuff down as quick as I could on the video. Where Timothy McVeigh's name, the name McVeigh was used. I think it was a, maybe it was a, maybe a, something that was, Supposed to be a fictional account or something written by a leftist with McVeigh about yeah. about a mass bombing and the name McVeigh is used, yes. which by the way is exactly what they did with the collusion hoax. <laughs> Just so you know, they did the exact with the Russian collusion hoax. They did the exact same thing to John McCain. 
John McCain is an evil, nasty, horrid person who ended up, they did the same thing to McCain. I don't have time to get into this tonight, but they did the exact same thing using the, some of the same names and the exact same tactics to McCain that they did to Trump. And then McCain started the collusion hoax by handing over the Steele dossier, which of course came from the, the Hillary Clinton campaign who hired Perkins Coie, Chris Eli, uh, Mark Elias, Perkins Coie, which hired Fusion GPS, which hired Christopher Steele, which hired Igor Danchenko. He handed that report in himself to the FBI. So what happened, of course, with McCain was they did it to him and basically bobbly bought him off and said, hey, listen, when you see it happen again, you're going to be safe this time. We've already bought you off. Just let us do it to the next person. Yep. So he gets bought off, then hands it in himself. It's the same stuff. So they even used, it. They used McVeigh's name before it ever happened. They were testing truck bombs before it ever happened. All the, the FBI loses the most important aspect of, of video footage. How many video cameras do you think were trained on the, Murrow, the, the federal building in Oklahoma City? Oh, my gosh. 60? A lot. And not one of them picked up who got out of the truck that parked? How is it going to park itself? Somebody remote control that bad boy in It got parked by the perpetrators. And lo and behold, that video footage, just like the Epstein video footage, didn't work. This video footage disappeared in the FBI's excuse. Uh, we have to store a lot of things, so we, lo we lose stuff. No. And by the way, last thing, they said that uh, McVeigh left the Army in 91. Um, no, uh, second to last thing. Um, there's video footage of him in the Army in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the other problem. <laughs> just like, you know, uh, I think I might have said this already. I think I did. But just in case I didn't, because this, this is probably my favorite part. 24 minutes before the blast, it was reported. Yep. <laughs> A call was put in, yeah. A call was put yep. in. The Marlboro building is just blown up 24 minutes before the blast. Oops. That's just like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the World Economic Forum doing Event 201 two months before the coronavirus outbreak. Yeah. So there you go. I just wanted you to see it, get some flavor of what's really happening in the world. And they, I'm not saying everything is conspiracy. I certainly am not. But I'm saying that we need to look at everything with great skepticism and don't trust these people. Don't trust anybody who is a globalist, is tied to globalism, is a swampster in Washington, has made their living in Washington. Don't trust these people. I don't care what, I don't care if they call themselves epidemiologists, virologists, or whatever they call, I don't care what they call themselves. An economist, I don't care. Don't trust them. They're not experts. They're propagandists. They're agenda-driven propagandists. And it's all meant to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by them. And it'll start off as a QR code on your device, and it'll transform into a mark on your right hand and on your forehead. And that's why we have this podcast. I want to keep those marks off of as many right hands and, and as many foreheads as I possibly can. That's why we have this podcast. Because it causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except one who is the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And I know that you hear me quote Revelation 13, 16, 17 all the time. And you hear me quote the next one all the time, too. Because this is the key. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 9, 10. 
Here's, here is Revelation 13, 18. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. Understand what's going on around you. Stop, stop. And I know 772 people watching right now. I know most of you are the choir and I'm preaching to the choir. But for the few people that need to hear it, stop being a capitulator thinking that your capitulation is gonna remove the pressure off of you. It may take the pressure off of you for a short period of time, but they're still pushing you to the end game. We need to be the second Thessalonians, chapter two, three through eight, restraining. You cannot restrain and comply at the same time. I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about non-compliance. I'm not complying. I'm not getting an EV. I'm not going on digital currency. I may force us on it, may get rid of cash, whatever it is. Maybe only limited things that I can do at different times. But I can tell you that whatever I can restrain, I'm going to restrain. Whatever I can stand against, I'm going to stand against. And I urge you to do the exact same thing. Don't say what they want you to say. Don't bend like so many conservative media platforms are doing right now. They bend their narrative. They bend their words. They, they bend their program so they can stay on YouTube and stay on Facebook. Okay, well, now you are controlled by your adversary. It's as simple as that. All right, I love you all. That great first show, 781 people on. Great first show of 20, uh, 2024. Please like and share. Buy gold from Midas. Like and share. Like and share. Like and share. Let's get this out. Let's get to 1,000. Maybe let's get to 1,000 in the first quarter. 1,000 on Rumble in the first quarter of uh, 2024, just like we broke the record on Sunday morning, those of you that watch us on Foundation Church on Sunday morning, yep, broke the record, 424 people watching live, probably 900 people in the building, lots of people. The more, the more that we get, the more that we can get our message to, the more we'll win. Yeah, we're going to take people off, but the more we'll win. There's a lot of people that don't know it. They honestly don't know it, and when they hear it, they respond favorably to it. So let's like and share, like and share as much as you possibly can. Back here Thursday night, full 90 Minutes of Fury. Stick around for an excellent postgame, including a little bit of Dave Chappelle. Stick around for the postgame. Love you all. See you Thursday night. You need to like, you know, understand that you're not going to spend all of eternity standing there like a bump on a log. Who's the, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, according to Matthew chapter 18, verse 4? Those who approach him like a child. And some of you, you're just, you're very stoic and you're actually, it's not that you're stoic, it's that you're prideful. Get those hands in the air and worship God. It's Yahweh. You're not, you're not worshiping me or the church. You're worshiping Yahweh, the almighty God of Israel, who is worthy of an uplifted hand who is worthy of a shout of joy. He's worthy. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.